0: Hello and welcome to Fintech Growth, where we focus on how fintechs grow through product innovation and marketing execution. I'm your host, Duncan Curry, and in this episode we speak to Aaron Chipper, Chief Technology Officer at Frankie Financial. We hear how they pivoted from being just another neobank to the green fields of banking as a service. We also discuss the fintech industry and the startup ecosystem as a whole, and wander slightly into the world of cryptocurrency and blockchain. Firstly, Aaron Chippek, welcome to the show. Really appreciate your time and thanks for coming down. So LinkedIn tells me you're a CTO at something fintechy. That's correct. Um, yes. So it'd be really, really interested to, to hear what something fintechy is, what you guys are doing, and maybe a little bit about yourself. So you, know, you recently come back into to Australia and what the Australian market holds for you.
1: Well, that's it's a, it's a long question there. So I've spent the last sort of 20 years sort of traveling the world, building mobile wallet systems social networks with friends were that were a little while there, was building payment networks in Southeast Asia with Fusion. Yeah. We sold part of our business off to Telstra at the end of 2016. Throughout 2017, I gradually started moving away from that and thought it's about time to sort of come home, spend a bit of time with family. But then another key driver was actually meeting my co-founder, Simon Costello. He and I met through a mutual friend in Jakarta, I think, Singapore, Jakarta, somewhere like somewhere that, yep. we would catch up on a regular basis and we were sort of, you know, bandying ideas around and we talked about the idea of sort of kicking off a bank and thought that might be a really cool, cool idea yep. with the announcement last year that uh, the Australian government wanting to open up uh, regulations, we saw what happened in the UK yep. in 2013-14 yep. and thought oh, that could be something, very this, the, the situation is very similar. Yeah. And yeah, it's we thought good time. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, so he'd been; he was one of the co-founders of uh, the Compare Asia Group. Um, they'd actually uh, finished up their Series B last year as well, yeah. and uh, that was sort of his trigger for, for moving on. Yeah. So he'd been uh, running the uh, set up and run the Indonesian uh, part of the business. Yeah. So we thought, you know, let's give this a crack. Yeah. So at the end of last year, we sort of uh, sat down and sort of uh, plotted uh, plotted a lot of this out. Yeah. And so this unit thought, okay, cool, we're going to be a bank. Yeah. And so the journey began. And that was when I sort of put up something fintechy. Yeah, yeah. So it turns out that we
0: weren't the only ones <laughs> yeah. that had this idea. Yeah. yeah, there's a few people that are popping up, I think. Oh, I-, I know, who I- knew? I-, I think, yeah, David Finn from Berens, said there's uh, 50 or like one new applicant a week. Coming through.
1: The last number I'd heard was there were 119 expressions of interest with that and uh, we've I've we've met with literally dozens at yeah, that yeah. time. Just because it's, a, it's, a, it's still a very small space yeah, yeah, yeah. so there's uh, everyone's fri- uh, friends or frenemies yeah, yeah. there's all sort of startups too yeah. and then when uh, the, the day that they actually at APRA actually announce that the restricted ADI is open for business yeah. there's all well, bang yeah, they've got yeah, theirs first it's like well played yeah, boys yeah. and girls well played. Yeah, no, they were uh, hot,
0: hot, hot off the ranks.
1: They really, really were. Yeah. And then you also had the likes of Zinja, who have been a bit of a marketing machine as yeah. well. And they've been out there sort of, you know, raising the flag. So that's been been fantastic yeah. too. Judo at the other end of the sort of spectrum, they've been sort of terrific too. And there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of others uh, sort of coming along Yeah, right. Yeah. And one of the things that we sort of felt was we wanted to do something demonstrably different. Yeah. Uh, and for that, you kind of needed to build your own infrastructure. Yeah rather than sort of, you know, go out and just buy something off the shelf. Yep. It certainly makes life a lot easier if you buy things mm. off the shelf, but uh, why do things the easy way? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that, That's not the startup way. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, and then you just end up with the same as what everyone else has got, so.
1: Kind of, yeah. Well, you certainly run that risk. Yeah. And we thought, no, let's let's try and do, build something a bit different. So we actually sort of started out uh, building our own sort of like core banking infrastructure. Yeah. Getting some off-the-shelf sort of stuff where it made sense to, but where we felt the there was real need for sort of change and something different, yeah, we thought no, let's uh, let's actually have a crack at that. I mean, I've been building wallet systems and, and financial sort of systems for a very very long time, so whilst it's de- well, I, I sort of went into it with a fair amount of hubris and thinking, ah, yeah, how hard could it be, yeah. and then realizing really hard. But the other thing we found was that a lot of other sort of fintechs out there, uh, and not just sort of you know those trying to set up a neobank, yeah. but even like super funds, insurance, and other sort of financial services, were sort of looking for something a little bit different in the, in the banking space. And we thought building bank, more banking as a service and bank infrastructure, there's, a, there's an awful lot more opportunities there, and there's a lot more need to sort of you know kick over the anthill yeah. uh, a bit more. And so given the there was lots of people out there sort of looking to, you know, take on the retail space and the consumer space and, you know, trying to do a better experience, and it's like, okay, well, cool, let's see what we can do to support the industry. Yeah. And so there were a number of sort of areas that we were looking at from core banking to anti-money laundering, AML, know your customer, KYC, cards, issuing, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And the area that was getting the most traction, at least initially, and we thought, okay, that's actually a reasonably sort of powerful win was yeah. the idea of shared kyc infrastructure know your customer infrastructure yeah. and how that sort of follows on into anti-money laundering counter-terrorism finance pep and sanctions checking fraud and risk management we saw some really interesting sort of spaces there that our players are first sort of cab off the rank as our part of our much larger ambitions yeah so yeah so that's where we've sort of started focusing our efforts on, on the idea of Like a a KYC utility that anyone can use.
0: And I I, I think we should mention the name Frankie Financial. Yes, so I I, I did notice you you (laughs) changed your domain recently. Uh, Well,
1: (laughs) names are hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And particularly when you are trying to build a retail sort of facing thing. And we wanted to have, you know, our, our initial idea was something personal. We tried to sort of, you know, bandy around real names. Yeah. And we wanted to go with something sort of gender neutral. Yeah. Something that was relatable. Yeah. And we, we tested out a bunch and Frankie was, was one that really sort of stuck. Yeah. Um, our biggest problem was there is plenty of Frankies and Franks and Francises and whatever and every variant there, yeah. thereof around that up to and including ME Bank's yeah. Frank credit card. Yeah. At which point we kind of knew we were on a hiding to nothing. But yeah. It was Frankie until we we did, we couldn't be Frankie. Yeah. But Frankie Financial for a back end services yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of things like no, we can stick with that. Yeah. Good. Thank God we did not have to change anything. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it, it, it's one of those things you, you labour over it for forever and a day and it doesn't really. We um, wasted so a lot of time yeah, on yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> I'm a big fan of making pivots and making changes off the back mm-hmm. of uh, kind of customer feedback and all that. If, if you,
1: well, if you're not customer led, mm. um, and particularly when you're looking at sort of more enterprise sort of focused yeah. uh, businesses, if you build it, they will not necessarily come. No. So part of what we were doing, and part of our evolution, was we were sort of seeing problems and talking to customers and just talking to, you know, our, our fellow neobankers yeah. and just realizing that there's 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 real issues and real gaps. That could do with filling so yeah. the ideas were coming thick and fast yeah. no question around
0: that so did you put any like specific structural rigour around that you're like okay now we're going to use a specific model or, or, or theory to determine what are the good ideas that you're going to focus on or is it just kind of more you know your expertise and kind of knowing the industry going okay well this kind of feels yeah. Well kind of a, a little a little bit of both. Yeah. So we didn't sort of necessarily
1: apply any kind of formal method. The idea of okay, we we, we did sort of sort of take a quasi sort of scientific approach and yeah. saying, all right, well we have this hypothesis that yeah. the, there's these problems based on observation. So let's think about what a potential solution might look like and yeah. then go out and actually start talking to the customers that might So, does this sort of solve the problem? Yeah. Okay, gathering the feedback and then coming back and going, okay, well, this is sort of where, where it led us. Yeah. Whether it was down a rabbit hole with with nothing in it or it's down you know, something interesting. Yeah. And right now, the, as I said, the shared KYC utility idea is something that... Has gained a huge amount of traction. Yeah, um, it's the first sort of business I've ever been in where we've got a pretty much perfect response rate. Yeah, where we sort of go out, we sort of say, you know, is this something that you would use? Is this something you would pay for? Yeah, is this something that would genuinely sort of make life better for you and more than point for your customers as well? Yeah, and the answer has been 100% yes. Yeah, we've not had a single sort of uh, someone go, no, that's not for me. Yeah, okay. So we kind of think, okay, that yeah. might that might work. Let's let's. Focus on that for now, yeah. and uh, and see where that leads
0: yeah, us. Yeah, okay, oh, that's so, you know, so whether it be, you know, you you put a name on stuff. I mean, that is like your normal. Um, you know, so you look at you know, kind of strategizer, the the guys behind kind of business model canvases. You know, that is uh, literally. The playbook, yeah, that they advocate for. So mm. it's it's great to see that in the wild. You know, some people talk about it and don't really do it. Now mm. they just get, go off and do what they were going to do anyway. So yeah, yeah. you could have done that and then just launched Meet Frankie or, or, well, look, or whatever.
1: Pa- 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 part of me is uh, a little sad that we didn't get to do we didn't do the retail sort of thing because I'm I'm still seeing a large number of gaps there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And thinking, oh, I want to be doing that. Yeah, but it's like no. Just maintain some focus here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And as someone who's spent uh, most of their career building back end infrastructure for large scale sort of services, yeah. a large uh, sort of consumer industry sort of plays, yeah. it's definitely sort of in that respect, it's definitely sort of an area where I can apply a great deal of sort of experience yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great, great
0: alignment for. Uh, for for, for, for skills and things like that
1: and you know as I said uh, being the direct consumer sort of thing particularly from a user experience uh, I, I, I get that but that is also how things look and feel and I have or sort of like the design ability of a common house brick. Yeah. Being through, like held through a window, it's like, here's your stuff. Yeah.
0: Use it. And it's like, but And it's, like, it's, yeah. it, it's grey and it's all in line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's
1: well made yeah. and, you know, you can use it. It's yeah. super practical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, but, 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 but landed on my foot yeah. and there's glass everywhere. <laughs> yeah. did, did
0: you make this in excess? Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, so, okay, so, yeah, Frankie Financial's, you know, um, kind of all about, you know, kind of KYC, AML, um, yep. kind of the kind of fraud side of things at the moment. Where do you see and, and where would you like to see the kind of evolution of Frankie Financial, you know, kind of in the, in the short to medium term and, and then, you know, kind of five, 10 years down the, down the track?
1: Sure. So right now, as I said, focused on making sure that consumer onboarding and pure online sort of boarding is, is, is possible. There's a whole raft of new sort of tech out there that uh, makes this sort of a lot more feasible, particularly with uh, sort of facial recognition and being able to compare that against a driver's licence or a passport. So we're sort of bringing that kind of thing to bear. There's lots of other sort of EKYC providers out there who they, they focus on various sort of niches, but there's nothing really sort of tying it all together. So we wanted to sort of... Our whole infrastructure idea was... One API, one point of contact where you can, you know, do KYC, where you can do cards, where you can set up bank accounts, where you can set up, you know, plug in all sorts of financial products and take a little bit from here and there and then build something even more interesting and new. So financial services infrastructure. So first things first, KYC, as we said, and the idea is to be able to plug in all the other sort of providers that, you know, focus on various sort of niches and be able to build your own sort of flow. Yeah so that onboarding a customer and that sort of thing can be as simple, painless, or as simple or as painless as it can be. Yeah. And not having uh, – but while still maintaining, like, you know, really sort of strong identity checks, uh, but not necessarily making that too intrusive as part of the process. Yeah. So if you go into a, a bank, and my own experience of working with a, with a big four bank and trying to get a new account sort of set up, involved producing the same documentation four times yeah. – having the same ID checks run on the same yeah. documentation four times over two days, twice each day, using the same bits of paper and still having to do the same sort of thing. Yeah. It's like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And so we, we were sort of part of building up this infrastructure is also allowing the institution to actually sort of share that within itself. Yeah, okay. So you can go to you know, Bank A, identify yourself, they have a flow that allows them to sort of, you know, check your face, uh, do the facial recognition against the driver's license. Yeah. Perhaps check over with provide A for uh, to make sure that the driver's license information is valid. Yeah. Provider B to make sure that your passport Information or some, or some or your Medicare card Is all good yeah. and Provider C to Make sure that you're not a politically exposed person Or on some sort of sanctions Or anything like that so they build their own Flow yeah. and then you can then go to another Provider and say look I've actually been previously Identified as, yeah, yeah. as Aaron and here's my driver's licence. Quick selfie check to say, yep, that matches up. And yeah. we can say, oh, yes, we have actually seen that driver's licence before. Yeah, yeah, It does actually match up. Yeah. This person hasn't previously been sort of gone through all the sanctions checking and everything like that at, at another institution. Yeah. So we don't obviously pass on anybody else's details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we just pass on the fact that a nice trusted institution has in fact gone through all this process do you wish to rely on that? Yeah, yeah, okay. And if the answer is yes, then that's great. Everybody saves a bunch of money and the consumer doesn't have to go through the same hassle of going through the same bloody identity checks and all the other things as possible. And the the secondary and tertiary institutions that are signing this person up for for different
0: services save a bunch of money as well. And then, you know, that becomes, you know, super relevant in a world of open banking and, and, and all that sort of stuff. So, exactly. You know, and being a, able
1: to sort of take your identity and your data elsewhere, yeah, yeah. Uh, this sort of makes it a lot easier to do so. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So that's the short sort of yeah. medium term. And um, we're still looking at the uh, um, other sort of uh, bringing on other sort of services and things like that as we gradually develop those ideas too in the, in the background. But yeah. the main focus right now...
0: Let's get this yeah. Uh, let's get this going. Yeah, get some get some runs on the board and get some momentum and then, yes. you know, what you think is a good idea now, you know. Yeah, you know, exactly. In, in two to three years, gives like, no, that's stupid. Let's do, let's do, let's do insurance. My, my, because my, that's,
1: that's my, my, my life is littered with a litany of stupid ideas, and that's of thing that I've uh, discarded over uh, over time. Yeah
0: so. yeah. so you mentioned a while back around, you know, you see some you know, really good opportunities, mm-hmm. um, you know, particularly in a, in a direct-to-market sense. Yeah. You know, happy to talk about some of those opportunities that you're seeing at the moment.
1: Yeah. So, look, there's, there's definitely, and, and you and I have sort of spoken about this uh, sort of uh, previously, looking at the issuing of cards there used to be like a number of players out there, big players out there doing an awful lot and quite a bit of that has sort of fallen by the wayside but I don't see the demand
0: having dropped off if anything it's probably gone up if anything
1: it's gone up so the idea of sort of doing like corporate uh, cards for expense control and there's plenty of other sort of players out there but not so much in Australia yeah and the idea of sort of being able to build products around that, I think there's there's some really interesting opportunities yeah. there. The idea of sort of setting up micro bank accounts and sort of simple wallets, and which and there shouldn't really be that much difference between a wallet and a bank account, the exception of paying interest, really. Yeah. But there's there's lots of sort of industries out there where they want to be able to provide financial services it kind of needs to have some kind of like safe bank bank backing to be able to do so yeah but they also want easy programmatic access API sort of access yeah, to be able yeah. to build these sort of tools yeah but they can't yeah because no one's actually sort of doing that yeah. and so they've got to do these horrible workarounds or shuffling stuff around the background or putting into other sort of third-party brokerage parties that sort of effectively, you know, build this sort of stuff out. And you need to sort of be closer to the banking metal yeah. or the national sort of infrastructure metal to, to be able to do these things yeah. effectively. So I think there's some great opportunities there. There's lots of sort of different sort of things that uh, people could be doing yeah. but, but simply can't. Because there's just not the the provision to, to be able to do that. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I, I guess it kind of comes back to enabling the ecosystem rather than kind mm. of competing with it. Yeah. yeah,
1: and and sort of trying to find areas where it's it's okay for everybody to compete and to be yeah. able to provide these sort of services. And we and we don't necessarily see ourselves as being the provider of all services, but the provider of the infrastructure that, that you can sort of plug stuff in. Yeah. And the other one I was trying to think of was uh, int- uh, was access to uh, payments yeah. and new services like uh, NPP. Yeah. Barriers to entry there are still very, very, very yeah. high yeah. and yeah. extremely costly. Well, it's owned by the banks, yeah. Well, so. it's owned by the banks. Well, well sorry, it's, it's run by the banks. Yeah. It's uh, RBA, yeah. sort yeah. of owns it, I guess. And, you know, a, look, a massive amount of money has gone into building yeah. this. And so, you know, everyone wants to, you know, get their money back. Yeah, yeah. But by the same token, they they're, they're they're charging like wounded bulls for access to a lot of this. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't necessarily think that that's going to provide the rate leap forward uh, in in payments that you know is sort of spout has been espoused, yeah. With unless you lower the barrier to entry to, yeah, to build yeah. new and interesting things and plug your own services into it readily and things like that, yeah. As opposed to having to go through banks and maintain a fairly vice like grip on
0: this, mm. so. yeah, well, yeah. On the deciding panel as to who, yeah, who gets to plug into it in exactly. The, so,
1: the, yeah, I mean, I, I, I appreciate the need for security, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's other people's money, you've you got to take that, yeah, through, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. But even being able to sort of, you know, mess around with your own money and plug your own tools into that, it's still difficult, if not impossible.
0: To do yeah. Some, so. And, you know, yeah, that's probably just a function of... It's it's all pretty new at the moment, so... Um, yeah, but, but, you know, look, it's... it's are, the, are they it's, learning how to drive it, or do you think it's... It's, it's
1: the 21st century, yeah. and the idea of, you know, platforms and things as a service and opening up APIs to to core infrastructure is not particularly yeah. new. yeah. So I, so I think the idea of like oh we're still learning it's something of a furphy
0: yeah okay. um, so access to
1: be but even like banks own access to these sorts of you know, powerful sort of network, uh, money movement networks and that sort of thing has been around for, for, for decades yeah. so to say that you know it's uh, we're just learning how to disingenuous it is yeah, 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 yeah okay, yeah.
0: okay. No, I was just theorising no no no,
1: no, uh, no no one man's opinion
0: yeah, yeah. yeah no 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 it's good just, a, I guess, a bit of a snapshot as the you know, how you think the industry is going at the moment. And, you know, um, so I know obviously you're immersed within uh, Stone Chalk, so, yep. yeah, you kind of get to see a lot of the guys, you know, and girls kind of doing stuff. You know, mm. um, right there in the hub. You know, what, do you, what do you think is, you know, is, is going really, really well in the industry? What do you think is you know, um, some of the hearts of okay? You know, say you know, these guys over here are doing a really, really cool thing, mm. which, which might not get the same sort of marketing press that you know, some of the others do. Um, you think uh, it's yeah. a really, really good um, thing that they're focusing on?
1: So, having like lived out of Australia for so long and yeah. then coming back, it's been sort of a bit of a learning curve for me to sort of get back into the back into the swing of things over yep. here. And so being in a place like Stone and Chalk or, or the Victorian Innovation Hub, as it's referred to, is, has, has certainly been a great way to sort of you know, dive back into the, 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 into the ecosystem. And so there's still an awful lot of focus on fintech yeah. uh, and you know, it's obviously Stone and Chalk's um, primary focus, and it definitely gets an awful lot of the sort of the sexy press. Yeah. Uh, it's like oh, look at all at these amazing sort of things. Yeah. Uh, and there is a lot of really interesting sort of stuff going on. But in the same location, you've also got ag tech accelerators. Yeah. You've got a med tech accelerator. So there, there, there's a lot of different sort of industries doing th- interesting things. Yeah. The ex- uh, accentuator? No. Uh, something like that. But those got, they've got some amazing sort of uh startups in there, yeah. and they're, they're doing a really good job. Uh, SproutX also have got some great programs on the cards yeah, and okay. are really sort of trying to push things along. About, yeah. But they, they tend not to get as much sort of excitement in the news, which is a bit of a shame because yeah. there's some really sort of interesting sort of things, and they're, they're, they're no less impactful on the world. Basically, like keeping us all fed, Yeah, that's that's reasonably
0: important. Well, I was going to say, probably, probably more impactful. Exactly,
1: medtech. That's keeping very us all alive. alive. Yeah. Now, fintech basically, you know, is uh, certainly working on like the the, the, the the grease of the wheels of the the wider economy. Yeah, and you know, pay, every, everyone's in payments because that's the biggest game in town. Yeah. because every, money's always going to move from eight
0: to eight. Yeah. But, <laughs> it's A to B. It's a little bit higher up the uh, maslow hierarchy oh, yeah. exactly. sort of needs. Exactly.
1: So, like, you know, it's all very well and good, but you can't eat money. Yeah. yeah. No. But exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So, it, but so the the I see a lot of interest and excitement. And it's not just you know the the, the hub and stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. You know YBF and the ventures and also just with their, their offices up on Burke Street. There's some fantastic stuff going on there as well. Yeah. work like expanding like crazy. Yeah. Which you know only goes to sort of show that there's more and more sort of startups and thing and even around uh, Richmond and Spire Nine. Yeah. They're uh, they usually sort of packed out as well. So there's there's lots of stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, and even at Ringwood, there's a there's a really big, uh, really good um, startup hub out there. Yeah. Uh, having moved back into the Dandenongs, met up with a bunch of sort of people up there who are also like doing co-working sort of things, and just lots of little sort of uh, things. Yeah. gonna uh, you know, get together like in a cafe or, yeah. or a little sort of shared space. Uh, so yeah, there's 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 so much going on in Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, it's it's fantastic to see.
0: Cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's a good time um, to be alive and in a startup, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think about, you know, I said, ten years ago, I would have been immersed in a in a bank somewhere, not really, yeah, thinking that this stuff was. Um, either one coming or two really real. Like mm-hmm. it, it just you know kind of felt to me that your know, banks were just where you worked and that's what you did. And it's probably why yeah. I, I went out and you know set up a bike shop because yeah. um, <laughs> um, you know there was a um, some some you know polarization from 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 what I was doing to to what 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 I wanted to be doing. Yeah. yeah, so I think yeah you're right. So I think it's a great it's a great opportunity now for for, mm-hmm. for people to to be able to you know kind of scratch that itch and and kind of explore what what could be. When it when it comes specifically to, to kind of the fintech guys which which are coming through, is there anything not necessarily that that you know Frankie would be doing, mm-hmm. but you think, hey, look, that's a really that's a problem over there that now you know, yeah. you know we should be focusing a little bit more attention on fraud and risk management
1: is definitely one of those sort of things. Yeah. and and fraudsters are getting smarter and yeah. smarter and smarter. And it's a constant play, game of catch-up. Yeah. I think there's, there's a lot of interesting sort of things being done with machine learning yeah. and, and other fields of AI being applied to, 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 to this, and I, and I think that's, that's only going to sort of get better and better. Yeah. You know, behavioural analytics and helping sort of, you know, per, uh, applying some of the ideas of uh, nudge theory in that, you know, instead of sort of trying to impose one big sort of behavioural change... On somebody, just gently nudge yeah, yeah. them towards you know baby steps, baby steps, just incremental, small positive forward steps. Yeah, and I think there's 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 a lot that can be sort of done uh, done in and around there that people are sort of talking about, but no one uh, there's not that many sort of genuinely putting that sort of stuff in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's yeah. also and in particular in the area we're sort of focusing on with KYC yeah. uh, and identity. There's there's a lot of sort of startups out there at the moment, and quite quite a few blockchain sort of startups out yeah. there, looking to you know help you sort of take back control of your uh, your your identity. Yeah. The crusty old sort of hippie in me and that sort of thing is just going, yeah, right on, brother. Yeah. Unfortunately, we, you also sort of see most people don't really care. Yeah. Uh, because that's inconvenient. So yeah, I think there's 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 an awful lot more we could be doing in terms of like you know just educating people about the the need to sort of really sort of start taking back control of your own identity and yeah. where where your personal information is and taking back that control before it's it, yeah. it, not so much before it's too late because I don't think it would ever be too late but before it, it will get harder
0: and harder yeah did so. the, the the government's uh, yeah consumer made, data right yeah well, to know the medical database that they you know they've recently done it's like yeah, oh my it's health got, record yeah yeah shared repository of uh, but then you get a stack of people who are opting out of it because the concern about the privacy
1: and... Yeah, and, and how do you sort of put controls around that yeah. and prevent it from, you know, falling into the wrong hands? Yeah. And and, that, and that's sort of something that we are quite conscious of with, with what we're trying to do and making sure that, you know, we, the, the data's not being... I mean, you know, we don't have no intention of sort of selling off the data yeah. and, and things like that. You know, it's and, you know, everything... We try to keep everything safe and secure and, you know, we get audited and stuff like that. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a real challenge. Mm. How do you sort of, you know, keep that sort of stuff safe, particularly when, you know, everyone wants access to that. Yeah. Uh, and medical data is, you know, because it, it, it's critically important that it be shareable. I think yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the idea behind these sorts of things, you know, is, is, is really powerful yeah. and really useful. Mm. The fact that you don't have to sort of, like, you know, cart your records around. Yeah. You can take your medical story to, mm. from one medical practitioner to another.
0: And even in case of an emergency. Yeah, you know exactly. It's like, oh, so you... it
1: turns out this person's actually allergic to all of these sort of things, and we've just, like, jabbed them full of a whole bunch of it. Yeah. This does not end well. Yeah. You, you would like to be able to avoid that. Yes. But also, you know, if you've got, like, you know, chronic ongoing medical conditions and that, you know, require treatment from a number of different sort of specialists, they need to be able to see the whole sort of picture yeah. as well. If you're trying to move from GP to, to GP, whether you're moving town or your other, you, they move or whatever, you, you want that continuity of care, at least with that centralized record, you've got a hope of that. Yeah. But how do you keep that safe? Yeah. Uh, how do you, pre- uh, and how do you prevent, say, insurance companies from yeah. leveraging that data to sort of. Not insuring you for pre-existing conditions yeah. or all this other <laughs> sort of R- stuff R- that R- risk-based premiums. Exactly. I mean, you can understand why insurance companies yeah. want to do yeah. that. You know, it helps to it certainly helps their bottom line. They're yeah. Exactly motivated by altruistic um, no. sort of things. No, very few companies are. Okay, fine. But you know, I don't want necessarily want if I've got a chronic health condition, that sort of thing. I want to be able to at least get be able to get treatment for it. I want to be able to you know make sure that uh, any health insurance that I've got. Covers that. For all of these sort of things, we, we live in interesting times, yeah. um, and I said it's a good time to be alive in a startup to so yeah. be able to sort of have independent thinkers sort of taking a look at a problem, just going, "Well, why don't we? Tr- why don't we give this a crack?" Yeah. Uh, and there's there's definitely sort of a lot more, I guess, societal support for the idea of going out there and, and, and accepting the fact that you might fail. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that's one of the biggest advantages that Silicon Valley has always had in that. Failure is an option. Yeah. You know, you prefer not to, but nothing ventured, nothing gained. Get out there, give it a red hot go, and let's see what happens. Let's see if we can't do something interesting.
0: Their their bankruptcy laws are a lot better, and 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 True. they enable that a lot better than, than than what we are here. I think we're yeah. still a little bit archaic when it comes to that. I mm-hmm. think we, you know, from a from a you know, regulatory perspective, I think there's yeah. there's something we could you know, do better in that regard. You know, it's. It's hard to manage, I guess. You know, kind of, you know, both sides of that. But true, you know, it's it's a lot easier to be riskier in the US and then dust yourself off and get back up on on the horse. That's also very true. Yes, yeah, uh, you know, be, be, being an
1: undischarged bankrupt in Australia and think something is definitely yeah, problematic. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: you know, having 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 flown close mm-hmm. to the sun before, you know, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's something it's something to be cognizant of. Actually, I wouldn't mind talking about you kind of mentioned blockchain a little bit before yep. Yep. Um, just around your, your your thoughts when it comes to you know and again the application to to, to fintech around around blockchain um, mm. and and you know this is certainly not a, a cryptocurrency podcast but yep. you know, you know, you know what are your thoughts around you know kind of what's happened there you know what's the what's the what's the application that you can actually see in the, in the long run for a lot of these things sure so
1: we actually with the the core banking system that we we're building was actually built on Uh, And is still, you know, being in the background, being built uh, on blockchain. Yeah. Uh, I'm quite bullish on the tech. Yeah. Leave aside cryptocurrencies uh, for the moment. But the uh, blockchain uh, technology does, I think, have some interesting uh, opportunities there. So the idea of a uh, an immutable sort of database uh, or an immutable record, I yeah. think, is really really interesting, the, uh, and particularly in the financial sort of technology space. So our idea was that you have this single sort of point of truth throughout that ran throughout the lifetime of the of the of, the, of, the, of your bank account, uh, of your transactions, and all of that happening on the, on, a, on a blockchain. Yeah. Meant that uh, tampering and things like that was incredibly difficult. Being able to have that sort of constant trail of information, I think, was 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 a really interesting sort of uh, thing. And, and we were starting to, and we're getting to the point now where it's starting to, I guess, prove, prove to us it's starting to prove itself out as a, an interesting way of managing this. Yeah rather than a traditional sort of database on an Oracle or even an old mainframe universe database or whatever. And I could wax lyrical about that sort of stuff for for a great deal of time. So the foundations of of, of blockchain sort of tech, and particularly where you're trying to create a long long sort of flow of goods or information or or data or, or, or money amongst uh, trusted and non-trusted sort of parties, I think there's something really interesting there. Yeah. I think in a lot of cases at the moment, it is still very much a solution in search of a problem. Yeah. I think we're just starting to sort of see some 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 interesting applications of it. It's not necessarily a better way of a faster technology, but it, it does actually provide the potential for trust and things like that in, unt- in trustless environments. Yeah, yeah. And so... Instead of it trying to be all things to all people, it's you know it, it, it does have some some interesting sort of applications. Yeah, the the poster child obviously being sort of supply chain, sort of financing, yeah, yeah. And insurance, and, and tracking. The problem is everyone's got to be on that. Yeah, you can't just sort of focus on one little bit of it and think I know we've solved the problems. Like no, you've got to go from the from one end to another, and unless everybody's going to buy into that, and that will just take time. Yeah. But, but there's definitely some really interesting things that can be done yeah. there. Likewise, say, with uh, – and then we sort of – or actually then flipping it on, and said, looking at cryptocurrencies, I think there's something there. I think there is genuinely something interesting there. And the idea of tradable token it's just another way of like doing, you know, shares or options yeah. or whatever. But again, in an open – potentially in an open sort of market environment. Yeah. So I think there's something really cool, cool there. And I think we're seeing more and more sort of security tokens coming on. Yeah. And I think that's going to be interesting. I have no idea where that's going to end up, yeah. but I think it will be interesting. The idea of it necessarily, you know, replacing money or things yeah, yeah. like that, uh, you know what? It's not even, you know, people talk about the idea of vested interests and that's something I have in control. Well, the vested interest is pretty much the entire population of the planet yeah. having already invested a huge amount of uh, effort into having some kind of currency already there. That enables you to, you know, do do these sort of things, yeah, yeah. and a piece of paper, you know, or a piece of plastic like cash or a card, is a heck of a lot easier to sort of move and transport and accept at the moment, yeah, yeah. than uh, an electronic token. Unless everybody's got effectively got a got a highly powerful smartphone that yeah, can yeah.
0: participate
1: in these sorts of things, it's just not gonna it's yeah, just yeah. not gonna you know uh, displace anything.
0: Yeah. And the whole um, idea for me around, you know, kind of like a fully decentralized distributed ledger you know, is is interesting. And, it, you know, like I think, so Ripple's a really good example of a, mm. a centralized distributed ledger and, yeah. and the application that, that, that it provides. And, you know, I, I think, you know, having, you know, these trusted third parties yeah. as, as almost the face of it is, is almost needed because otherwise it's it's in the dark Anyways, of you know who's who's actually going to get access to it, and yeah. you know the amount of um, kind of Bitcoin, you know, well, um, traders they, yeah. they, they get hacked, yeah. they get all that.
1: Well, so so there's a couple of things there. So I think the idea behind Bitcoin and the simplicity of the idea. I mean, the, the white paper is like nine pages long. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. It just brought together a whole bunch of sort of technologies and ideas like, you know, a blockchain is like boxcarring with signatures. Yeah. Boxcarring transactions has been around for decades. Signature chaining and things like that has been around for, 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 for decades. Distributed sort of ledgers and distri- or distributed systems has been around for decades. Yeah. Proof of work has been around for, for quite some time. Bringing it all together in terms of an electronic currency, and the idea of electronic currencies has been around for a long time as well, but bringing it all together I thought was just an amazing piece of work. The idea that you have completely trustless networks and that sort of thing is is, is absolutely fantastic. Bitcoin comes with a number of problems, like the the amount of power consumption that is required. (laughs) That's a problem. It's it's not insoluble, but Bitcoin's particular problem is that. The fact that as a currency, uh, if you want a currency to be usable or a, or a commodity to be usable, that sort of something that has to be accepted. Yeah. It's just not widely accepted by any real sort of stretch of the imagination. Yeah. So any sort of value ascribed to it right now is just utter speculation. Yeah. Go nuts if you want to invest in it. Yeah. Sort of my personal thing is like, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't yeah. touch it with a 50-foot pole. Yeah. But I love the idea. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. So, but and but currencies and things like that work because there are institutions that we place a massive amount of trust in yeah. to back that uh, and to manage that in some way. Now, whether that be regulatory authorities, and I don't necessarily mean like a per, an individual person person's trust of of the, the regulator. It's a societal yeah, level yeah, sort yeah. of trust uh, that says, okay, well, yeah, well, you know, they're going to do the best they can to sort of keep us all because they're motivated to make sure that it does at least work and maintain some sense of security and stability because if they don't, everybody loses their yeah, house, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not just me, the, the little guy, it's also the, you know, the backhats, everybody yeah, loses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're all sort of like motivated in that regard. So as to your point about Ripple and having these sort of, you know, hopefully trusted and trustable institutions managing some of these sort of things as part of that process, I think is definitely the, the way forward. Way you know, hundred years yeah. from now, sort I think who knows. Yeah, maybe decentralized, sort of uh, completely decentralized, trustless, and yet and yet trusted systems yeah. uh, will be the way. In, again, the the old hippie, you sort so thing just goes, yeah, right on. Yeah. That's that's what
0: I want to see. Yeah, the 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 problem, nudge, 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 nudge. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Nudge,
1: nudge, nudge, nudge. I couldn't yeah. put it better.
0: Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that thinking. Oh, wow. I'll, I'll be using nudge theory again. <laughs> uh, don't don't worry about that. All right, so any any final thoughts before we uh, before we close up? Uh, if you think
1: you're doing a startup,
0: go do one. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just do it. In, uh, Don't an- ever answer that question. Yeah, just do it in San frame because you'll be able to get away <laughs> with it. So. Uh, all right, uh, Aaron, thank you for your time. I uh, really appreciate you coming in. Best of luck with with Frankie Financial. and uh, you, you. I can't, can't wait to see some uh, some press releases of, of stuff going live. That would be good. <laughs> all right, done. thanks, man. Terrific. Well, that's it for this episode of FinTech Growth. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks to Aaron Chipper for being our guest. Please subscribe to get the latest and thank you for listening.